This podcast is brought to you by Dr. James McIntyre and his team at Adjust Your Health in North Calgary. When I met Dr. James almost 20 years ago, I was taking 10 to 12 Advil every day just to get through my workday, not to mention the stuff I was doing at night like alcohol and other substances. I suffered from chronic pain due to car accidents, sports injury, and repetitive motion damage from being a drywaller. I had worked in the trades for nearly 20 years and had more than 10 car accidents, three very serious ones. I had some severe sports-related injuries. Most of my cryo-SI would only give me temporary relief from day-to-day pain. It was getting expensive and depressing to see the other doctors knowing that I would be right back into the same boat the next morning. I was lucky that the last chiropractor I saw said that she cannot help me anymore and directed me to Dr. James McIntyre. After only a few visits, I felt tremendously better. Most of my pain had left, my mobility was coming back, and I didn't need as much Advil. If I remember right, it was only a few months and I was almost completely off the pills and life was getting better. I have known Dr. James and his crew for almost 18 years and referred almost everyone I know to him and they have become Adjust Your Health advocates. The team at Adjust Your Health offers a wide array of services including acupuncture, massage therapy, chiropractic, and physiotherapy. They believe in a multidisciplinary approach to patients' care and use a variety of techniques to help their patients achieve their goals of pain relief or injury resolution to improve sports performance. Calgary is privileged to have such a highly qualified team of practitioners available to accommodate your health and well-being needs. If you are in pain or an athlete or just want to be as healthy as possible, check them out at www.ayhcalgary.com. Our next sponsor is Paul Nye from Nye's Touch and Nye's Tats. There's some debate over who invented the first motorbike. Several men claim to have the first designer patent. Regardless who it was, my guess is that the very next year, some dude started customizing his newly invented contraption. Throughout history, men and women have been altering their transportation to move faster, turn sharper, or turn ahead or two. If you are customizing your ride to be low and slow, shiny and fast, loud and obnoxious, You have not completed the project until you have your custom paint job done. Paul Nye at Nye's Touch is your guy for custom paint on bikes, boats, cars, buses, or anything else you ride. You want a bike that looks like no one else? Nice Touch. You want to honor a fallen friend with the hood of your car? Nice Touch. You want a mural of your favorite girl on the side of a bus? You guessed it. Nice Touch. Paul has been airbrushing for more than 15 years and his work will take your breath away. Check out his work on Instagram at Dripping Chrome or on Facebook at Nice Touch or call him at 587-435-4602 for your free estimate. Don't forget, Paul will be in a tattoo studio near me soon. And now, on with the show. No. Podcast. With Chad Ferguson. Hey everybody, this is Chad with the I Want to Know podcast, a kick-ass podcast. I am super excited about this episode because uh, I went to see Cirque du Soleil uh, last week and I just put a post out and a couple of the performers had uh, liked my post and I invited everybody and Emmy Bjorn. Uh, has agreed to join us. Uh, she's a freestyle footballer. How's it going, Emmy? Hi, thanks for having me. No uh, problem. I'm really excited to be here, and Galgary has been great so far. Awesome. So uh, let's give everyone the proper pronunciation of your name. Uh, so my name is Emmy Pjörn. There you go. That sounds much <laughs> better than when I said. I. Uh, but, it, you know, it wasn't that bad. It was good. Not that bad? Not <laughs> yeah. A little practice. Yeah. So um, let's let's talk about uh, Cirque du Soleil to start. How what's the process to get into Cirque du Soleil? Uh, for me, I guess I was a little bit lucky with this one. Yeah. So there is one other freestyler in uh, in Lucia, and he's my partner on the stage. So a few months ago, uh, it was spring. I can't remember the month anymore. It was really hectic time when it came to, like to school and everything that were like going in my life. But yeah, he counted me like uh, there is one girl, but she's 
we didn't like the job over there. And she asked like he asked like, Am I interested to take her place? Mm. And uh, it was basically because he saw my videos on Instagram and he was like, I like your style. I think we would like put on a good show together. Cool. So that's how it all started. So you didn't know him at all before the no, show started. No. It was just following each other on Instagram. Yeah. Where's he from? Uh, he's originally from uh, like Africa. I can't remember to be honest the country, okay. but he's yeah. been living like in France okay. for many years. Very very cool. Yeah. So like obviously he he lined it all up, and was there like additions or anything that you needed to do? Um. Uh, so before that, they already had casting. Yeah. With, they connected like few freestylers, and uh, after that, they took me into casting as well. So after that, they they wanted me like send uh, some videos of my training clips to get to know like what's my level, you know, and my tricks, and uh, then they made the dishes and about those. How much of the show do you guys get to do on your own? Is it are you really just freestyling out there, or do you have a routine that you're doing? We have like uh, when I went to Montreal, we created the base. So we have the base that we have to be able to do every day during the every show. But if we like. If someday you feel a little bit better, you can try some new tricks on the stage. It's pretty free. It's it's freestyle, of course. Yeah, yeah. But we all we all have like the base. What cool, to do? Cool. I uh, when I watched the show, which which was amazing, by the way, like it blew my mind. Anyone who hasn't seen Super Circus, happy. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> they gotta go. You have to spend the money and see it. But like when the juggler was out there, he was trying like crazy stuff on the night we were there, and he had a couple uh, attempts that didn't work out, and then he tried again and did it and completed it. Yeah, he's my personal favorite of the show. <laughs> I really liked uh, the power and energy he's having like during his act. And it's insane how fast his hands yeah. are. Like the spinning of the, because he's got, I don't want to give away too much of the show, but he's got like these bright silver chrome uh, bowling pins that he juggles. Yeah. And they're outstanding, like the lighting and, and just the way he does it, it blows my mind. Yeah. And even when you know them, the stage is normally, uh, before that, it's like straps. Mm-hmm. And the stage is still like, even though we do the mopping yeah. between the acts, uh, it's spread wet. So it's probably hard for him, but of course that's something you get used to in yeah. a time. But I, when I see him like doing juggling and running at the same time <laughs> with no. wet stage, yeah. uh, that's I, in my opinion crazy combination. It but is. of course practice makes you know. Practice good, makes yeah. uh, not perfect. What does my wife say? Uh, practice makes progress. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The um, so what was it like? You go to the additions and and they like your skills and then they 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 offer you a contract. Oh yeah, I heard. Um, well, Abu, the the guy who's doing the freestyle, uh, he updated pretty much to me about what's going on there with the casting and what do they think about. And I I heard the names, the other freestylers. I knew them like before from the competitions and Instagram and you know this social media stuff yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. there is not so many female freestylers but it's like increasing all the time and um, I heard they were like thinking about if I have enough experience because I haven't done this for too long yeah you were telling me on the drive over here you only started your 17 at 17 and you're 20 I heard I heard about it like when I was 17 but basically like uh, I started November 2017. Oh, so only like two years of doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That's outstanding. So, uh, I heard many, like, uh, people from the casting, they refused. Yeah. They didn't They didn't want to go. I don't know, like, the, like the reason for that. And, yeah, I was totally surprised when I, when I got the contract. Yeah, yeah, but was, I'm, I'm super happy. I'm was super your happy. family excited? Yeah. 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 Of course, they were like a little bit scared. Like, oh, seriously, you you sure you want to go for that? It's pretty far away. You know, it's gonna be rough. But I was like, yeah, but this is my dream. I want to go for that. Yeah. So you're you're you signed a year and a half contract with them. Are you only doing Canada? Uh, after Vancouver, we are going to Europe. We are going to London, Moscow, and after that, we go to the Can- Can- uh, what is called Gran Canaria Islands. Canary Islands. Yeah, 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 and then we go to Spain, Madrid, wow. and yeah, 
after that, a, I don't know. <laughs> for a 21-year-old, you're traveling to all these amazing places. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm super grateful about everything. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, telling you on the show, oh, I grew up in Vancouver. Or sorry, on the drive here, I grew up in Vancouver. And uh, it's a beautiful city. If you liked the trip to Banff, uh, you're going to love Vancouver. Yeah, I'm sure about it. You have to check out Whistler and Cyprus. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a whole list of things to check out down yeah, there. Yeah, and it's it has been amazing experience here. Like all the at, like I really love people over here. They're super friendly, and I was super confused. I remember when I went to Montreal. It was my like first place where to go. Uh, I went to the headscore of Circus Soleil to to prepare for the show, doing my makeup and learning my uh, like uh, my number yeah. that we created over there. And I was so confused. I was going. It was weekend. I was going to the downtown with my friends. And one, like, one girl started to talk to me, like, in the metro. I was like, like, she's asking, oh, how, how are you? Like, how are you doing? I was, like, super confused because that's, like, so abnormal in Finland, you know. That's not oh, happening. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, something that's happening. The cultures are very different, eh? Yeah. Yeah. The, um, so how long were you in Montreal for? What is, uh, like, so you had to learn your makeup. You had to, like, come up with your basic drills and yeah. routine and stuff. Uh, so it was three weeks. Wow. That seems like such a short time to put yeah. together a plan. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing to my, I was talking with my mom one day on the phone. I was like, like, oh my goodness, like about four months ago, I was so sure I'm going to continue my studies and now I'm here, like working for a big circus company. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how life surprised. Yeah. Get run away with the circus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, so after that's all done in Montreal, you guys came and set up in Calgary. Yeah. What is, uh, what does a day look like for, for the performers? Like you mean here or in Montreal when we had the Let's do both. Well, in Montreal, it was basically like we had due day offs, like normally, like weekend off. Yeah, and it was like uh, basically about two hours of training, like just focusing on the show number. Yeah. Uh, during the first week, we figured out with what kind of tricks I want to put on the show. What are my strengths, you know? And then I had to learn the cues as well, the other numbers and acts I have to do. Yeah. Uh, during the show. And it, it was so much fun. I met one girl who's coming as well to Lucia. She's joining us in Vancouver. Cool. And uh, yeah, we practiced together all the cues there. And it, it was it was fun, but rough. Yeah. I'm not saying it's it was pretty shock to me because I've never been doing work like this. Well, it's, so. it's, a, it's a real job, right? Yeah. You, you guys <laughs> got to spend 8, 10, 12 hours a day doing stuff for the show. Yeah. And I was surprised about the amount of the work I had to do over there. I realized I have to work also for my, like, condition more. I had to do gym stuff again. And, like, <laughs> like I've been just juggling the ball for two years. So it was a huge shock to my body. Yeah, yeah. But to do uh, yeah. that physical labor. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and then we, uh, yeah, we had the makeup lessons that I was so scared in the first place because I don't use too much makeup. Yeah. So I was like, oh, will I ever learn this one? <laughs> Is it uh, not cultural over there for young girls to, to do their makeup in Finland? It depends. Uh, there is a lot of like, yeah, it depends a lot. There is a lot yeah. of people who like put so much time on the makeup, you know. Yeah. But then there is like also some much people that not like in doing makeup. Same so as Canada. Yeah. yeah. You, you yeah I've seen that when I'm walking on the streets. The plain Jane, all natural girls, and then you get the girls that are spending hours on hair and makeup. Yeah, and yeah. But of course, if you like it, go for it. Like absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, it it must be amazing at Cirque du Soleil with all the people that you're meeting there from different parts of the world, yeah, uh, different cultures, just amalgamating together. And do you guys dig in as young people? Are you super interested in other people's cultures? Uh, it's like how to explain. It's like um. It's funny to see the differences, you know, between the cultures. We are still like all pretty same. Yeah. But still you can see the difference like like about the act, what you're doing, you know, on the backstage and but I think it's really cool to share all these experiences, you know. I bet. Yeah. I, I, <clears throat> as we were driving up here, I was just amazed cuz that 
such a young age, which you have no other choice. Like the circus isn't going to hire a 50 year old guy or rarely going to hire the old people to come to the show uh, or to do the show. Uh, so you've just got this, this huge group of people, your own age, you guys get to travel for a year and a half. I'm sure there's people that'll switch in and out, but the friendships you got to be making have to be amazing. Yeah, of course. Like, uh, there is one like girl from Finland as well, so we are so close to each other. And when I came, when I came here, the welcome was super nice. But still, I feel like when we are like, because we spend so much time together. Yeah. And I feel like I need some new faces as well, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's uh, that's something I'm a little bit afraid during this job because we are all the time spending together, you know. It's work. With the workmates, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so most of the time during, the, like, if we have, like, free time, I like to spend it by my own. I, I like to have my own space as well. Yeah. And we, if we are, like, working long days over there, you really need time by your own. Yeah. At least, at least I feel so. Cool, cool. Did you do any performing prior to being on Cirque du Soleil? Like, like before this? Yeah. Um, so we have the association in Finland, Freestyle Finland, the... There is like other freestylers, like we have a group yeah. and we do performances together for some sport events. And uh, for example, I've been br- like performing for schools, you know, and in some kind of like sport events that's for primary school students. Very cool. And, so it's but it's so it's so different compared to this. This was so like, to be honest, I didn't know where I'm coming <laughs> yeah. when I first came here. Like... Uh, when I was in Montreal, I felt super good about the training and everything. But when I had my first training on the stage, I realized, I was pretty shocked because I realized it was like, it's so different. Yeah. The, all the ex, like I was so excited about the first show, but then I got nervous for the first <laughs> time. I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be different. It's not the same that doing, running the number on the backstage, you know, right. with normal lights and... Uh, do you, do you feel the energy of the crowd? Does that get you excited or does it make it more nerve-wracking? That's what gives me the power awesome. and energy. So yeah. all the staging we had, I feel way much more nervous over there than doing the act in front of <laughs> like thousands of people. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just feel like it gives me so much power when I see people smiling and enjoying the show. Yeah. I was telling you on the drive over here that I've just recently started public speaking and I have a hard time understanding the energy of the crowd or being able to focus on the energy of the crowd. So for someone so young to, to be able to feel that and know it and gain your, your power from it is, is pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, so what what what's your favorite part of the show? Like obviously the the show is amazing. You like the the juggler. Um, yeah, well, if I have to choose one, juggler is for sure my favorite one because I like. I think, in my opinion, it's not the only thing. It's not like uh, having skills, you know, on the stage. It's how you connect with audience. I think that's really huge part of performing. Yeah, and. Uh, when I when I came here, I felt a little bit bad about myself. I was like, "Oh, do I deserve this?" Because I I know freestylers who have been doing this for longer, way much longer than I have yeah. I have done. So I was like, um, "Oh, am I good enough for this?" And now I've been realizing that it actually, in the end, it doesn't matter. Right. Because not like not all the people understand what's like hard trick and what's like you know easier one. And and it's about how you connect with people. If you just do the tricks and you're like not making connection with the audience, it's it's. I think it's just a huge part of performing. I I think that's the reason why I deserve to be here. Yeah, it's a whole other skill set to like juggle the ball is one thing, but to get the audience engaged is another yeah, one, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, what's the juggler's name? Uh, Sally. Sign. Uh, I can't remember the last name. Sorry. I'm still a new person here, so... (laughs) Well, you guys have only been doing the show for a couple weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy because it's like... And for me, it's extremely hard to remember, like, some, you know, names. Still, like, even though I have been speaking with most of the people, I I struggle to remember all the names. Do you you remember how many people are in the show? There's got to be over 100 performers. no, no. Uh, we have 45 or 42 performers. Oh. 
but because we're all to the cues, you know, in the different numbers, so it might be like, looks like yeah, 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 yeah. Everything happens so quickly on the backstage. Yeah, but of course we have like, I think it's like a bit over one hundred people. Okay. Working over there. Yeah. I was researching Cirque du Soleil um, while we were waiting for the show to start, and they've got something like 5,000 employees total around yeah. the world. They do like $870 million, I think, in sales. It, mm. it, it was a crazy amount. and um, But when you see the show, you can tell, like the... Uh, the technology that goes into it. And I don't want to give too much away because it, it really is amazing. But the water features that they did in this particular show, it'll blow your mind. Like, if you've never seen that before, it is outstanding. Yeah, yeah. But still, it's like, yeah, it feels a lot like people when you first come. But I'm sure, like, in the time, of course, I, like, already recognize all the faces over there. Yeah. and and But it's there is a lot of going now, like, because I'm very beginning, there is still plenty of things to learn. So, do you do you feel like this is going to lead to more performances? You'll want to do this more at the end of the year. Like in the future, do you mean like after this? When I finish this one, right? To be honest, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I I think there are gonna be like performances, and I really hope so because I enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. But. I don't know. I, I will enjoy this moment. Let's see afterwards what's That's happening. That's a good yeah. attitude to yeah. have. The, um, we were talking about how we're uh, both sort of perfectionists. We really like to do things well, and we're very rarely satisfied with the end result. We're like, oh, I could do that a little bit better. Yeah. And so to not think too far ahead for someone like you, I think, is pretty powerful. Yeah, but uh, I feel like I'm super demanding person, like, to myself, but... Uh, now I've started to realize, like, we do normal, like, two shows per day. Yeah. You can't always do perfectly Yeah. on the stage. So I just I just think about that. Like, if I drop the ball, it's cool. I still have something that not so many people are able to do. Yeah. So like, I how just, big is that community? Yeah. It's nothing. Yeah. And it's it's more about how you react if you do a mistake over there. Yeah. That's what I was uh, noticing about the juggle. He had, juggler. He had made a mistake during the show, and mm. you could just see in his mind. He went, "I could do this," and he grabs yeah. it and he does it again, and then he perfects it. Like it's it's yeah, beautiful. It 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 doesn't matter, even though he's like, if he fails, I think it doesn't matter because the show, like it's it's the number in the whole. It's amazing. Yeah. So. There's an old uh, saying, I think comics used to say it all the time. It goes, it doesn't matter if you laugh or not, I've already been paid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? You got your contract, you've been paid, it doesn't matter. But yeah. you could tell that you but, want to do well, though. Yeah, but yeah. I was just saying the same, like, of course, we all want to do give our best shot, you know, on the stage. Yeah. Have you ever thought about or did you ever get a chance to practice on, like, the trapeze or, or the swings? Or no, anything? but I'm curious. Uh, when I get, like, more... Like, um, how to say, comfortable about everything over there. Yeah. I'd really like to try, like, some other stuff they're doing. Like, Which you know, one? Like, what would be your favorite? Uh, again, juggling would be nice and straps. That's something because I've never tried oh, that one. Like the swing oh, at the beginning? Yeah, the one, like, with the, with the ropes. You know, there's the lion's jaguar. You remember right. that? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That would be something so cool to try. Yeah. The puppetry in the show was outstanding. Like when you, uh, the horse, I think, is the first one you see. Yeah. And that thing is, what, 12 or 15 feet tall, like three meters yeah. tall, four meters tall. Yeah, it's and, pretty huge. Yeah, and, then, and it looks so real. Like as they're yeah. walking it out, they just, it's outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in uh, in Finland, obviously, you said you just you just started doing the freestyle football like two years ago. Mm. Um, uh, that's not a big part of the culture out there. What got you What got you into it? Um, well, I played football for eight years. Of course, okay. that helped me a lot. Like with juggling, I had the base. You know, I was able to juggle the ball. That's a huge thing for freestyle football. But there is not so many freestylers in Finland. Maybe. 30 to 40. Yeah. So it's... In the it's, whole country. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> but it's increasing all the time. And I see, like, when we have the... Like, we are, like, uh, performing in the events, we can see, like, pretty many kids, they got excited. Yeah, yeah. Excited about it, especially boys. <laughs> yeah. You're the pioneer then. 
<laughs> there's not many that came before you in Finland, right? Yeah. yeah. Of course, there's like those old school players that have been in the game like for 10 years. Yeah. I think the longest one guy have been doing this for 11 years or something like that. Okay. The um, I know nothing about the culture of Finland, so most of my questions are, are going to sound ignorant. Um, but what was <laughs> it like to grow up in there? Obviously, it's a, a winter-based country. Like it, it's yeah, it's cold there a lot of the time. Yeah, I start to really appreciate more my home country when I start to travel more. Yeah. I told you I was traveling around to Europe before before coming here. Yeah, and then I realized like how well we have things in Finland. Of course, there is. As we talked about it, like there is always bad and good sides, but I'm, uh, I really enjoy my job, but I'm also like so excited to go home for holidays. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I really like the culture over there, and all the like the nature is a big part of my heart. So yeah. that's something I really love in Finland. Is there uh, some food or drink that you're missing that you can't get in Canada? Oh yeah, something I uh, I found pretty hard. Ma- probably there is like a lot of options as well here. But uh, I'm vegetarian, and I feel like in Finland we have a little bit more substitutes for the meat yeah. and the stores. So, but we have the kitchen at our workplace. It's really good. They have really good options over there. But when I do my regular shopping, you know. In a supermarket, I feel like a little bit lost. <laughs> like, what can I take? Oh, what's good for me here? We uh, we feel the same way. So I told you I have a 14-year-old daughter. Yeah. And uh, about a year ago, maybe not quite a year ago, she decided to go vegetarian. Mm. Um, so not quite vegan. She'll eat a little bit of fish and she eats dairy and mm. stuff like that. But trying to find foods for a 14-year-old that uh, can still get her the protein and the vitamin B and all this stuff. Yeah, it's really needs. important to have all, yeah. It's difficult to do. And my wife, as everyone on the podcast knows, is a holistic nutritionist. <laughs> so, uh, um, you know, we work really, really hard for our nutrition and our um, and our health. And doing it as a vegetarian is a hard way to go. Yeah, it depends so much. I think it's it was super easy in Finland. Yeah. It was super easy. Like, there is always, like, good options on the stores. And do you eat fish at all? No, just... no. Uh, I was vegan for a while. Yeah. But when I started to travel, I was like, yeah, it's going to be way much easier for me to use, for example, dairy products. Mm-hmm. The um, I'm trying to remember what it's called, but isn't there like a traditional dish in Finland that's like some kind of uh, fermented shark? Have you heard of this? Maybe I'm thinking. I maybe know what you're talking about, but I can, I don't know if there is like a specific for, like word for that. Eric, so I'm not I, I'm not going to say. <laughs> Eric, you want to look up fermented shark? Um, from what I understand, and maybe I'm totally on the wrong. Is this what it is? Yeah. Uh, Hakaro. Uh, n- I haven't heard about that. <laughs> I understand that this shark is fermented. That when you open up the can of it. It is so like smells so bad, like it hurts your nose. Really? And people eat it. I think no, no, I haven't heard about origin? this one. From it? It's in Bruno, is it? Oh, it's from Iceland. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there Sorry. you go. I'm completely <laughs> wrong again. That's my <laughs> ignorance about other countries. But you know, it's pretty close. It's not too far away. Not too far away, <laughs> no. So you guys are a winter country. Uh, obviously, lots of hockey. Um, you said you like snowboarding and skiing. Yeah. yeah th- like snowboarding is something that makes me forget everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess now I'm not able to do that very often <laughs> because of a job. Yeah. But, yeah, I just love it. I love winter, basically. Like, it's funny because so many people, they're, like, always, like, oh, no, it's winter coming. Oh, it's going to be cold and dark again. But I'm, bro- like, most of the time, I, I'm excited about it. <laughs> How long is, uh like, you guys get daylight still in the winter, right? You're not so far north. It doesn't go dark all day. Well, basically, when I go to school... I see the sun when I walk to school, and when I get out, I don't see the sun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 extremely dark, but when it's sunny and there is a lot of snow, I think it's like just the most beautiful thing ever. I agree. Yeah. I guess it's pretty same here. 
we don't quite I, get it that dark. I don't think yeah. like there's days where, you know, the sun will come up at like 6.30 and go down at like 5.30 mm. or 6. So you, you still get a good 12 or 13 hours of sunshine during the day here. Mm. And Calgary is one of uh, the sunniest places in Canada. So very little overcast. We get tons of sun here. You'll see when you get to Vancouver, um, there's a lot of overcast, lots of clouds everywhere. And it's kind of, it's beautiful, but it's gray. You don't get those as many bright, sunny days. Yeah. And you're going to be there in the wintertime. So you got like Whistler and Blackcomb and Cypress. Like you got some of the best skiing and snowboarding in the world is going to be where in Whistler. Yeah, but I uh, I think we're not like allowed to do that because it's like pretty high risk for injury. Oh, is that yeah. part of your contract? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I guess they have to, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, because it's, yeah, it's if, a huge risk. If you get injured, they have to bring someone else in, train them up quickly. Oh, yeah, try to go and on it's not easy show. to get, like, someone, you know, for replacement there. What are the kind of restrictions they put on you? Like? In your contract. Like, what else are you not allowed to do? Uh, I think that's, like, to make, we were talking about this with my friend. Like, we went through, because the country is so long. Uh, when I got the call from there, I was, like, just can I hear just basically the main things? Because I was so in a hurry, I was traveling all t- at the same time. You know, right. there's were there were a lot of like things, like things to process. Yeah. So it was really hard for me, but that's something I found out. They were like they they don't want to put in the risk, you know. Yeah. And when I actually when I went to Montreal, they were like talking about if they're going to put me in the show or not because I had the lower back pain. Oh. I've been uh, having since I started freestyle football. Uh, a nerve pain in my lower back on the right side. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's not bothering if I'm not doing tricks that cause the pain. Yeah, but of course they wanted me like try all the movements, all the fitness evaluation tests, you know. And I, uh, I was so like scared when I heard they're not like sure if I they're going to put me on the show. Yeah, because it's gonna be a risk for them as well if I get like if it gets worse. Yeah. Do they have doctors at the show? We have like the PMF group. They're helping if you if you have any like physical problems over there. Yeah. For example, I do almost every day like some exercises together with them to improve my like lower back, back. And yeah. Abs yeah. And, stuff like that. and it has been way much better. They've been helping me a lot here. Very cool. They yeah. really take good care here. I don't think people outside of the circus realize like all the people involved to get that show going. Like it's not just the performers and a couple of choreographers. Like the, you know, you have to have medical, you have to have yeah. food, you have to have, you know. Uh, I was surprised as well because I didn't know about, sur- I, still I feel like everything is so new to me. I didn't know about this like company too much. Yeah. Before. So yeah, it, it was a surprise to me. Have they been to Finland before? Some of the shows, uh, I only can remember Crystal. Okay. It's like on the ice, just arena shows, like no no big top shows. Okay. But and yeah. So you had never even seen a circus show before this? Uh, when I was in Montreal, I went to see Allegria. Okay. Circuit de Soleil, and it was amazing. I really enjoyed it. But nothing back home? No. <laughs> wow. To be honest, like, uh, like one year ago, I was in... Uh, World Open Championships of freestyle football. Yeah. And I met this girl who worked here before as a freestyler for this company. And that was my first time I heard about Circle. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I got, of course, I saw like posters, you know, and uh, like some advisors about the, about the shows, but I never paid more attention for that. After that, I figured out that like, oh, it's a huge company and they have a lot of shows. It's not only like, couple of shows that's running up like somewhere here in Europe or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because Finland's a fairly small country, right? Yeah. Do you know what the population is? Uh, a little bit over 5 million people. Well, that's way bigger than I thought. That's still pretty <laughs> really? big. Yeah. <laughs> All the people, it's quite opposite. There's a, like, oh, I assume there's like more people living there. Yeah, I think Vancouver is about 4 or 5 million yeah. people <laughs> and Calgary's a million. Yeah. Maybe Canada. What's that? Yeah. Just Vancouver is like 600,000. Right, right. Well, yeah, Vancouver City is very, very tiny. Canada overall is like 34 million people. Yeah. But then you go to the States and there's like 300 million people. Yeah, that's a crazy amount. I felt like, 
uh, I I think that was scary because when I when I went to Athens, when I was traveling around to Europe, uh, I think that's the reason why I like Calgary because it's not too crowded, you know. Yeah. The streets in Athens, I get like super anxiety, you know, walking on the street in the rush time. Yeah, you're just it's shoulder to shoulder. And yeah, yeah. Everywhere. Because you're used to have their own <laughs> space. I think that's something that's a huge thing in Finland. Yeah. That people appreciate, you know, the personal space you have. <laughs> Are your neighborhoods similar to ours? Like here, our houses are really, really close together. Like my neighborhood, there's not too bad. But if you go into Calgary, like literally, if you stretch your arms out, you could almost touch the next house. It depends. It depends about the areas a lot. Okay. Do you grew up uh, in like the city part of it? In, uh, well, what city are you from? Uh, I grew up in a city named Kita. Kita. It's, it's extremely small with... Uh, they're living like 10,000 people. Okay. And I've been living my whole life in a farm. Okay. So What kind of farm? Uh, we had like cows. Oh, okay. Some, Just, yeah. Yeah. Like more like a hobby farm or do, is your dad like a cattle rancher? Yeah. yeah. Cattle there, rancher. It's, yeah. Like as a job. And it was like, but I feel so super happy I lived there. Yeah. Like. My wife's whole we, family are cattle ranchers. So we, we're, we're around it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So are yours uh, milking cows or do they... Milking, yeah. Milking cows, yeah. Yeah. But it, it it's something I... When I was younger, I didn't appreciate that too, like too much. You know, I saw all my friends like being on the get together like uh, in the city, like downtown, you know, the city. And I was like, oh, I'm not able to come because there's like 10 kilometers. <laughs> <laughs> my parents are working. I don't have like any way, you know. That's a long way <laughs> to go for a little kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now I appreciate more when I when I go and vis- visit my family. It's nice to have the peace over there, you know. There's no neighbors like bothering you. And yeah. yeah. The, the quiet. <laughs> yeah. Does that bother your parents that you became a vegetarian? They own a cattle ranch for crying yeah, out loud. It was a shock to them, <laughs> yeah. like in the first place, and they were like, "No, please don't do that." Right. But uh, of course, they get used to it now. Always, when I go home, I'm visiting them. They're like, "Oh, what do you want to eat? We can make some vegetarian food for you." And yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's What's some of your favorite vegetarian dishes? Uh, there is a lot of good options, but lasagna is probably my favorite. Which one? one? Lasagna. Lasagna. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't I don't know. It's so basic, but it's still always, it never disappoints me. Super tasty, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Something about Italian food that's just like a comfort food, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally agree. I would say my favorite vegetarian dishes come out of India. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many Indian vegetarian dishes, the curry dishes. Uh, I like the meat dishes there, too, though. So maybe I'm just yeah. talking about my butt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so growing up on a farm, obviously you get bussed in and out of school and, and stuff like, well, did we ask this already? When, uh, what, what got you excited about free balling? Free, what? About uh, freestyle football. Football. Uh, I saw the video from YouTube. I was like, when I started football, I always like enjoyed juggling. If I saw like people like juggling the ball, I was like, that's so cool. I want to do that as well. Yeah. I always like to have, like, I, I love football because it's a team game. You share, like, the feeling of the winning, you know, yeah. succeed and uh, the failures. You also shared it together, you know, all the moments. But I still like to have my own, like, like individual space, you know. I was a goalkeeper. I really enjoyed it because I had my own spot. Right. I had, like, my own, you know, job to do. And I think that's the main reason why I get into like juggling. Okay. And the main uh, interest started when I when I saw a video of Red Bull Street Style. It's freestyle football right. competition, world championships. Yeah. And I saw female final battle from there, and I was like, "Wow, there is girls doing this as well!" Like, oh my god, and they have competitions as well. <laughs> I was totally amazed about that. I had no idea. I thought it literally was just footballers that were messing around, just playing. Mm, yeah, it's like uh, freestyle football is always like almost always like yeah. connected to normal football, but it's totally different sport. Yeah. But I think it's really good. There has been a lot of discussion about that because some people are like they, especially some freestylers, want to be it be more separated, you know, from normal football. But I think it's really good way. To boost the sport up, you know. Yeah. It's very much easier for people to connect to this part because 
like through the football. Yeah. I, I would and it ag- gives so much like opportunities to freestylers, you know. I would agree because maybe I'm going to get crapped on for this, I think. Maybe soccer, football isn't the most exciting sport. Like it's a little bit of a slower sport compared to like hockey or, um, you know, maybe uh, American football. Yeah. And so having something a little more entertaining in there like um, uh, freestyle football uh, could help boost the sport. Although I think footballers, uh, soccer players get paid some of the best money in in the world, don't they? As athletes. There's some crazy money getting paid into that. Yeah. Yeah. And that, those are the, like, football games are, like, one of the places where you can see freestylers. Yeah. Like, uh, there is a lot of freestylers that are doing, like, halftime shows. Mm-hmm. When there's break, that's that's really common. I think that's the reason why, like, freestyle football is also getting, like, more, more like, popular. And, uh, well, thanks to our social media, it's, like... Getting it like yeah. Do you have a desire when you go back to do some some more shows like for the 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 football games? Yeah, it would be fun. I've only done once. Yeah. During uh, Finland against Hungary. Okay. Game, but it was a lot of fun. It's quite free because the audience is pretty far away. Yeah. From you because you're in the middle of the field, so. Not like in the circus where like they're right around you. Yeah, but yeah. But still, it's like, I feel like I get more pressure. I remember I went to to perform for my primary school. <laughs> <laughs> and because there is not so many, like, students, I got I got pretty nervous because you can see all the people staring at you and you're like, so it's okay, easier now with I the have bigger, to do something. <laughs> it's easier with a bigger crowd? Yeah. Really? As I, as I said, like, staging, it was super hard for me. Yeah, because I saw only the directors, you know, and my and my uh, like workmate Abu over there. I got so much pressure, but when I see the audience, I get relaxed. Crazy. I, yeah, I don't. I, I don't know why, but yeah. That's the way it works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very very cool. Um, you were saying that uh, before you came here, you were uh, starting school, um, or you were in school. Yeah. And I, I don't remember what the pronunciation of what you were taking. Podiatry. Podiatry. So that's yeah. basically a doctor of the feet. Yeah. 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 Well, basically. Yeah. Uh, I studied like two years that, and I, I want to keep continuing my studies when I go back to Finland. Whenever, that, <laughs> whenever that happens, we'll yeah. see. At least one and a half years now with, with Sergei de Soleil. What's uh, what was your drive for podiatry? Uh, well, because I played football, I had pretty much problems with my ankles. Yeah, and then I went to see physiotherapist, and he talked about like podiatry. I was like, "What? There is really something you can just focus on the lower body." Yeah, and when I got the improvement, I I was able to you know do sports again without pain. Nice. I was like, yeah, this is something I want to do as well, like help others cool. to like do exercise, like all the exercise without, you know, feeling pain and doing sports normally. Yeah. And help with the same kind of problems I had. What's uh, what's the um, secondary or post-secondary, I guess, education like in Finland? Is it the same as like Canada and the U.S.? It's it's a lot of money to go to school or is it government funded? Uh, government funded. Like we... I think we are re- like really lucky about our education. It's free. Your university is free. Yeah, of course you have to pay something, but mostly it's like free, and we get the financial support from the from the stage. Wow. For one month, like it depends uh, where you're living and are you living alone? Do you have flatmate? Is it expensive or yeah? Yeah. And um, but yeah, it's basically free. So um, you can literally choose anything you want and just go, yeah. <laughs> that is freaking amazing. Yeah. Like in the States right now, if you take out a student loan, mm. you're responsible for that loan forever. Like yeah. there's people that are taking old age security checks to pay for their student loan because mm. they'll, you know, you spend a hundred or $120,000 to go to school um, and you don't get a job afterwards all the time. It's not guaranteed. Yeah. And so you spend it's all this It's a risk, money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have also student loan, and I can't remember the present. Is it like changed? But if I remember correctly, it's like if you graduate in a time from the school, uh, like the state will pay forty uh, percent of your student loan. 
So oh, you have wow. to, yeah. So, yeah, it's really wise to take the student loan. So many people are like all afraid of taking it, but. Do you have a lot of people coming into from other countries to go to school in Finland? Well, to be honest, not too many. At least I didn't meet like in my in my school. We have a lot of exchange students, but not too many like people are moving there. Okay. I think more people are moving to work in Finland. Really? Yeah. At well, least that I I feel so. The workforce is very short over there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, what kind of jobs are they? Maybe we'll move to Finland. You want to go to university in Finland? <laughs> It's beautiful. Look up pictures. Put them up. Um, yeah, and the, the education is really high over there. So I think, well, I heard many exchange students, they were like, after they visit Finland, they're like, they will, they would be like able to live here as well. But yeah. I think that even though the education is good, they feel a little bit like, especially those people who come, who come from Spain, you know, because Finnish people are like willing to have their own space. It's not easy for a stranger to get in a group, you know. For yeah. example, in a school or in a work. Of course, it depends about the person. But yeah. Have you I heard of uh, so in uh, the east coast of Canada, the Maritimes? They call if you're not born in Razor, they call you from away. And so, like when we went there, we were from awayers, meaning that uh, we weren't from that area. Is it? have a similar culture in Finland where um, people that are from somewhere else, it, it's hard for them to integrate into the society? Uh, well, how to say this? It This also depends about the person. For me, it was basically when I moved to Helsinki from close to the eastern board, all the people like noticed it, how I speak, you know, Finnish. We have their own slang words over there and, yeah. and they really noticed that, but I still feel <coughs> like uh, I get like well in the group. It depends so much. There's so many different type of people like in right. Finland as well. Is there a lot of different accents in Finland? Like yeah. is it like Finnish accents? Yeah. <laughs> really? So it's like just like Canada. The people on the west coast talk totally different than the people on the east coast. Yeah, yeah. It, it was super funny when I moved to Helsinki and I, I started to speak more with uh, with my classmates and they were like about some words like. Emmy, what what does it mean? What is that <laughs> word? It's it's funny, but yeah. Yeah, we get that here too. Have you heard about East Coasters in Canada, Newfoundlanders? No. They have a thick accent, like it's it's almost like they're not from Canada. Oh, really? <laughs> That's how I think it is. So what you'll you'll meet somebody. I'm sure of it. You'll meet uh, uh, someone from Newfoundland or New Brunswick mm. or Nova Scotia, and they have a thick accent. They're hard to understand. Oh yeah, I noticed like, like with some people, I have to pay more like attention, you know, to understand, and I have to. It takes a little bit more time to process, you know, what like someone said, you know. Yeah. I've noticed that with some people, but it's not too bad, at least so far. I've noticed. I probably should have mentioned this earlier, but you've only been speaking English for a very short period of time. Oh uh, yeah, well, when you when you use it you you know it gets better yeah, your english is excellent for for only using it for a couple of years it's amazing yeah i tried to learn french and i spoke i had a french business partner for probably 4 years and he was bringing people from quebec over mm. to bc to work for us and they didn't speak any english so i was trying to speak french to communicate with them and i asked one of them one day how good is my french and they're like oh you speak like a kindergartner or a grade 1 <laughs> Well, it's not too bad. Like, but it took me four years to get to that point. Yeah, but of course we start studying. So, uh, like, you know, I was like eight or nine when I started studying English. But it's as I told you, the education is a little bit like different. We pay attention more like to reading, and we don't use that much. And I think Finnish people are scared to use English, even though it's good. Mm -hmm. But we want to be really good. Right. Stuff we are doing, you know. So we are like always saying like, oh, my English is so bad. That's what I said when I came here. And many people are like, well, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Honestly, I understand your English better than I do some Newfoundlanders. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> They're born and raised in Canada. <laughs> that's how thick some of our accents are out here. It's hard to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was funny. That came to my mind. Like when I was in Montreal and when I came to Calgary from there, it was like literally like going a different country, you know. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Montreal was so different. But, like, I really like both of them. 
the the French in Montreal is even different than the French in other parts of the world. Like we have a Quebecois French, right? It's very, mm. um, it's got its own accent even in French. Yeah, I heard about. I met some other artists like um, uh, in the head square of Cirque du Soleil when we were like there were like some new shows coming up. So some French people said about that. Yeah, that they noticed it. It's very different. Yeah. So how many Cirque du Soleil shows are playing at once? So you're at Lucia, mm. and how many other are playing right now? To be honest, I don't know to like the actual amount, but I know there is like many shows going on. Some shows are staying like for for example in Las Vegas, they they're only staying there. We have arena shows like, and then uh, there is also shows like on the ships. That's yeah. yeah. That's something I was surprised. I didn't know about that before. That's super yeah. cool. Yeah, it wouldn't be a big top show. Hmm? There wouldn't be a like a big top no, show. No, no, it's just no. A, it's, it's way much smaller, one. but still, it was pretty like impressive when I saw the videos of that. Yeah, it was like wow, how they can make like small space like that impressive, you know? And right. What uh, What's the um, city you're most excited about going to? Good question. <laughs> I'm excited about all the cities. Uh, probably Moscow because I've never been there. I've never been in Russia, even though it's our neighbor country. I've never been there in my life. Yeah. So that's gonna be a full new experience to me as well. And uh, my parents are probably going there to check out the show. So I'm Very super cool. excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. And y- you have a sister, you said. Yeah. Any other siblings? No, just no, my big just sister. sister. So she's gonna come see the show too. Yeah, she's coming. Uh, she's coming to London. Very cool. With her husband, and uh, yeah, I can't wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's got to be hard, especially growing up on a farm. Like your family has to be everything, right? Because you you you're you're so secluded. So to be away from your family has to be tough. Yeah, especially my sister. She's the most important thing to me in my life. So it's extremely hard to be apart from her. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. But I'm super excited to see her, like yeah. uh, in London. She promised to come then. So, <laughs> are any of them planning to come and see you in other countries, or like to the Canada or the U.S. or? Uh no, my my sister is all afraid of flying, <laughs> so <laughs> so she was super like uh, happy about we are going to Europe. She was like, oh maybe I'm able to come to London. It's not too far away. <laughs> <laughs> Short flight. And yeah. It's done. yeah. You were saying that too. You're a little bit afraid of flying, or you had some nerves when you were flying. Yeah, I I feel like the the pressure, you know, in my chest uh, if there is turbulence or something like that. Even though I I keep telling myself, th- you know, this is really safe. Yeah. You you don't have to be afraid, but still like. But yeah, I think I'm going to get used to it during this during this year. But it it wasn't too bad. Like my it was my first long flight. Yeah. When I went to Montreal, and it wasn't that bad. No. I, uh, I told you about my fear of flying, and I only had it once. And uh, maybe I'll tell the audience, when I flew from uh, L.A. to Auckland, mm. I think it's like a 10 or a 12-hour flight. And as you're flying, they always have a, a TV screen up with a picture of the world, and then they show your plane and where you are in the world. And when I looked up one time, there was no land around. I was, like, over the ocean, and if we had crashed, I knew I couldn't swim from that. I think I can survive anything. I've been, I, I told you on the yeah. drive here, I've been in, like, 10 car accidents, three major mm. ones, and I always seem to get away unscathed. I kind of thought the same thing about being on a plane, that I could handle a plane crash. You don't believe me? That's doubtful. <laughs> That's doubtful. <laughs> Am I not the toughest guy you know? No, not the toughest guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joy of having kids. They keep you humble, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so your parents still own the farm? They're still doing uh, all the ranching? Well, my milking? father is not working anymore. Okay. But my mother, just uh, she wants to continue working uh, in, a, in a laundry because she's just... She's that kind of person who always wants to do something, you know. She wants to have the daily routine, so that's the main reason why she's still there. Cool. And she has, like, friends over there, so she said it's really nice time. Like, uh, of course, it's rough, like, to learn work. It's, like, harder than you can, like, imagine. Yeah. But she she said it's really nice, like, to have the daily routines, you know. Yeah. You have things to do. So your parents sold their farm? No, no, they're still living there, but we don't have any, like, we don't have cows anymore. Oh, just the property yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Did you work on the farm a lot as a kid? 
Well, uh, pretty much. Yeah. In my opinion, <laughs> I don't know what my parents would say. <laughs> yeah. Did, were you guys an automated farm? Like, did you have like milking machines or did you? Do yeah, machines. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot easier than going out. Mm. My dad grew up on a farm in northern Saskatchewan. They had to milk their own cows and. Yeah, well, I didn't have to work too much, like with you know, with cows. I like my parents t- took care more about that. I yeah. think they just would get stressed out if we, me and my sister, went there. You know to do things so basically we do did more like house cleaning and uh, that basic stuff you know <laughs> yeah. washing <laughs> dishes all the, yeah sweeping yeah, yeah that all gets to do in the families very cool yeah. well, I, for people that haven't seen it um uh, the show is outstanding it's amazing i uh, i loved every minute was there my son we, we would look over at each other and just be like awestruck awestruck at the the amazement of the show um yeah, I don't know. I had a bunch of notes that I was going to take, and we uh, I went straight from work <laughs> to pick you up and then had to come out here, and we talked for like 45 minutes. In yeah. The <laughs> Do you have any questions about Canada? Uh, Well, not at the moment. Yeah. Like, well, one question, like what, what what's the best place you've been visiting here? I honestly just got back from uh, a trip. We went two weeks in Nova Scotia, so that's mm. the East Coast. Um, it was outstanding. I can say, I don't know if you've ever been to Mexico or seen pictures, the the, the beaches in Mexico, they're as good, if not better, in Nova Scotia. Really? And then the architecture out there is outstanding. Like, there's buildings that are 200 years old. It's old Scottish architecture in uh, Nova Scotia. It's called New Scotland, Nova Scotia. Mm. Um, so that's probably right now my favorite place in Canada. So much so that we thought about moving there. Okay. That, uh, it is just it's beautiful. If you get the chance, I don't know how much free time you guys get or how much traveling you're going to do, mm. but everywhere in Canada is pretty beautiful. You're only going to see the West Coast, right? Just Calgary and Vancouver. Yeah. There are some gorgeous places in um, uh, up near Whistler. There's a little town called Pemberton, um, but they have these underground hot springs. I think you guys have hot springs in in Finland too, right? Do you know? No. Maybe I'm thinking of uh, Switzerland. You want to look up hot springs? So, anyways, the 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 groundwater is warm. So, like, you mm. go into a, a pond in the middle of the forest, and there could be ice and snow around you, and the water is like thirty five or thirty eight or forty degrees. Like, it's super super warm. We have it here in um, uh, Banff as well. There's the hot springs there. Yeah, I heard actually some people from uh, from work, like from Cirque artists, they visited the places. Yeah. Yeah, they they said it's often. It it mm. it is so healing and so um, freeing to be in there. Like it's a high sulfur content in the water, and yeah. so while you're in there, it just relaxes all of your muscles. It's it's like a hot tub, but it's natural. Yeah, yeah, and also like uh, uh, I told when I came here, like I met like one girl during my journey, like on the plane when I flight from Montreal to here, and uh, she told about me about like places. Like and the life in Calgary, and they, I, I still feel like all the people here are amazed about the nature, even though it's so close, you know, all the mountains right. and, but no wonder why when I saw wow <laughs> when we visited Japan for the first time I was like, this can't be real. Like I've seen pictures, but when you see it's actually the same as right. in the pictures, I, w- I was like, no way. <laughs> you're standing <laughs> at the base true. of a yeah. mountain and you just see that massive. Yeah. yeah. Have you got to see any wildlife out here? Oh no. No, there's some uh, great hikes. Uh, we were just in, um, uh, what's it called? Nordeg, which is sort of, uh, would be south of Banff, but it's... This I, yeah, I heard about it. We were there and we saw, it was either two bears or we saw the same bear twice. Like probably as far as the houses across the street from me, that's how close the bears were. Mm. So we have a ton. If you're out in that area taking some side roads, you can see moose and elk and deer and bear and it's it's outstanding. There's actually a great um, wolf reserve. Um, oh yeah, I heard some, some people, some friend of mine uh, from Cirque, they went to see the wolves today. I wolf dogs. Wolf dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They went to see them today. You can actually get in the cage with some of them and sit down. The wolves will come up, put their head over your shoulder, and you can pet them. But it's it's a wolf. Like they're, I don't know. I think they're 180 pounds. They're six feet long. Like mm. they're massive. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I saw some pictures of them. They're pretty huge. Nice. It's, it's hard to imagine through the pictures, but still, when you saw, like, there were some pictures, like, uh, you know, some, like, people next to them. So you can, like, like imagine how huge it's, like, in, it's in real life. It's scary to think yeah. those <laughs> things are roaming around out there. I know in... Um, uh, Russia, they have these, uh, they're called wolf super packs, mm. and there'll be two or three hundred wolves in one pack, and they go across the plains taking out entire herds of cattle, um, deer, sheep, everything that they got out there, like they'll devastate entire ranches, um, because these, there's just so many, like how do you feed 200 wolves or mm. 300 wolves? Yeah. I'm guessing it's not going to be in Ma- Moscow, but it will be outside. Yeah. <laughs> What's the wildlife like in Finland? What are some of the things you have there? Well, um, because I've been living in the countryside for my, like... Most of your life. Yeah. If, yeah. Uh, we have the cottage, like, pretty close to our home. For uh, well, one day, I went for a run, and the bear came, like, towards mm. me. Yeah, during my run, I was like, oh, my God. Then they're I, they're yeah. black bears, though, right? Uh, it's just a regular one. Like okay. brown one. Brown bear, yeah. Yeah. But it was so scary, like but that's pretty like that happens a lot, like the wildlife that like the animals they go, you know, to the backyard of the of the houses and because we are not living too close to each other yeah. in Finland. So it's very similar with a lot of our farms out here as the bears are yeah. wandering in and out. Northern Alberta has a, a ton of bears. Mm. And then in uh, British Columbia, um, and I think it's more north of Vancouver, though, um, they've recently stopped the hunting of uh, grizzly bears. So up there, there is a mass amount, like it's a huge amount of bears wandering around mm. up there, which I don't know that I'm a, such a big fan of having that many bears. I think you should be allowed to shoot them. <laughs> they're, they're pretty dangerous. Yeah. But if you if you really want to see the best sides of like like Finnish nature and wildlife, you probably have to go to the to the northern part yeah. of Finland, the Lapland. Lapland. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's amazing. I I wish to go more often over there. Weren't they um, filming a bunch of the TV show uh, Vikings in Finland? Like I knew it was there was some done in Iceland. Yeah, for sure, something. Yeah. Did you uh, did you see it happening up there? No. 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 Have you seen that show? No. Oh, you gotta watch it. What's your favorite <laughs> TV shows? Uh, to be honest, I don't watch too much TV. If I watch something, I I normally pick up movie, you know. Yeah. And then I watch it. Is it mostly like, Canadian, American, European movies you guys get, or do you guys have your own film industry? We we have our own as well. Yeah. But of course, mostly like people prefer. Some movies that come from USA, Canada, you know. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite movie? Oh, there is so many good ones. I it changes a lot my opinion for for like while I can be like so hyped about one movie, you know, then I forget it totally. Like last day off, I had I watched all the Hunger Games again. Like oh, it, that was a great series. Yeah, yeah. I re- I watched them only once. Yeah. And now I was like. I want to do, just have a day like doing nothing, you know, because it's pretty overwhelming what we are doing. And especially for me, I feel like that because everything is so new. Yeah. So I need something to just to my own. And now I feel super happy. I feel like I would be able to watch them again and again and again. <laughs> I'm the same way. I get hooked on the uh, the Marvel movies right now. Have you seen oh, any yeah. of those, like the Avengers and stuff? Yeah, some of them. Actually, when I came here, I watched the end game. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, during my flight, but it's it's something that doesn't open for me, you know. That's not so your much. favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like uh yeah, there is a lot of good movies I like, but like now I feel so hyped about the Hunger Games and Star Wars is something I've been oh. really attached. I had like love and hate relationship for that movie, but when the seventh part came out, I was like, okay, I love this. <laughs> this is so good. The uh Maybe a little embarrassing for me. I haven't seen all of them, only the first three. So they came out when I was a kid. Yeah. The, the first three. Um, I watched those. I remember having friends when I was like, I don't know, nine or 10 years old that would go and watch it like 20 times. 
Mm. And I've just never been that. Well, that's not true. I do that now with Netflix. I'll sit on the couch and if I'm bored, <laughs> I'll watch The Avengers because that's my favorite movie. Or yeah. Thor Ragnarok. That's probably another one of my favorite Yeah, but movies. we all have their own stuff that we prefer. Yeah. For me, it, it didn't open like, to me in the first place. I remember when I saw that the oldest part, you know, of Star Wars, I was like, come on, what is this? <laughs> like, that was my, literally my first reaction for the movies. Yeah. But when I saw the seventh part, I was like, then the full things like opened to me in right. a new way. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the storyline or is it the. Um, Probably the story and uh, the way, because they have been running up like, you, you know, for many years. Yeah. And you, you see the old parts with all the, you know, it, it's so different compared to movies nowadays. So I think I like the feeling about that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know what? I don't want to hold you up too long, and I know uh, this is your day off, so we're one hour into the podcast. Is mm-hmm. there anything else you want to share about uh, Cirque du Soleil before we go? Uh, well, at least I don't have anything in my mind now. Okay. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed it, and yeah. I, I'm super impressed. Uh, for anyone that's not watching, just listening, uh, Emmy is like 21 years old, traveling the world for the first time by herself, and she agreed to come out and do the podcast. We're in a different city, and so uh, uh, you're super brave, and you're super well-spoken, so thank, thank you for you. doing the show. Uh, if there is something I would like to say, and it's uh, I was super scared about about starting something full new because I think nowadays you really have to start young, at young age if you want to d- like have something you know if you want to start something. Yeah. But it's really important to have passionate like through the things you're doing. If you if if there's something you want to do, just go for it. Yeah. It doesn't matter about age, about the situation. If you want to do something, go for it. That's I, what I have I to. to I'm, say. In, I'm inspired by uh, people like you that that step out, be brave, do something new. You know, you're uh, uh, not an entrepreneur. You're you're the the first one. You're blazing the grounds for people doing freestyle football. So thank you, thank you, and uh, I hope you're uh, also inspiring other people. Yeah, I really hope so too. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for sharing, and uh, we'll see you all on the next show. Eric, you wanted to run the uh, outro. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. This podcast is over. <laughs>